WPHT, WPHT, HD, WOGL, HD3, Philadelphia. Always live on the free Odyssey app. From the Sherry Hill Volvo Studios, where relationships matter. Live and local from Philadelphia. Free speech lives here. Here. It's Kale and Company on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. And away we go, live on this Monday, December 4th. It is indeed Kale and Company right here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. We are always live on the free Odyssey app and, of course, streaming live for your video viewing pleasure on YouTube. As we head until 10 o'clock this morning, 855-839-1210, the phone number, Twitter and Instagram, the radio station at 1210WPHT. I am at Nick Kale, K-A-Y-A-L, Don Stensland with the news, Greg Stocker, the chairman of the board, Anthony Dorenzo, Phil Almquist, our associate producers. Hopefully all of you had a great weekend as we get another work week started here in December. Dawn, good morning. How are you? Good morning. Gregory. Yeah, buddy. Boy, you had a good weekend betting-wise. Everything I touch turns to gold. (laughs) Alabama. Good weekend, except for... uh, Eagles. Not the Eagles, but... You you guys can send you... I I will be the new 2023 San Fran Stalker (laughs) fanboy. I will carry that mantle. Yeah, you did call that, didn't you? I, mean, I, didn't, I, mean, I didn't see this. I didn't see what was it, a twenty-three point win. Look, I didn't look, see that. Look, they they needed they needed a game like this. Yeah. to be brought back down to earth to get some fire in the belly. Yeah, it's not like college football where you lose a game and you're out. No, or you're this undefeated is, and you're out. I would actually, if I was on sports radio today, I would actually be making, I would be making the point that this is actually good for the Eagles. I would agree. This helps them, and this this furthers their Super Bowl destiny. Yeah. Every now and then, you, you, your, your kid needs a spanking, you know? You can't go you 18. take one on the keister. You can't go 17-1 and one or whatever it is into the Super Bowl. It's just, it's, you're you're bound to have one or two bad games, and you That's don't right. want that one or two bad games to be in the Super Bowl. The Greg Stalker Eagle Podcast coming up later Thank today on much. WIP's Thank website. Thank you very much. There you go. Yeah, you sound like such a parent. On that one. <laughs> oh, this was actually good for you. No, it was. No. It was. It was good for them to. Gee, golly. It was good for them to be uh, humiliated. Yeah. Yeah. In I front do. of their own fans, by the way. I actually it, agree with that. It wouldn't have been as impactful if it happened in San Fran. I agree. A lot of good things today. Oh, do we got some content to get into the American censorship machine? Gavin Newsom and his camp are claiming cheating. Ron DeSantis and Sean Hannity, they cheated last week. It's called it's a new it's a new thing. It's called debate denialism. I thought Stacey Abrams had sour grapes. My god. Also, Gavin's wife was apparently ready to throw in the towel. Not what? not on their marriage, but she was like uh, Rocky's uh, trainer in Rocky 4 when Creed was getting <laughs> obliterated by Ivan Drago. Throw the damn towel. Just throw in the towel. We'll get to that this morning. John Fetterman all of a sudden is oh, making yeah. sense. More and more, isn't it? It's weird. I don't know. I mean, do all Democrats basically have like the end result of a stroke as a brain, and as their brains heal, they become conservative? I don't know. We will examine that as we continue this morning. Also, Ron DeSantis getting involved in college football politics. 
So I will tell Mr. DeSantis politely, please stay the hell out of my sports. Much like well, I don't like uh, sports people doing politics, I don't like politics people doing sports. All right, real fast here at 605, does he have a point in that tweet? No, he doesn't. He's got zero zero argument. You know, as soon as I give him credit for winning a debate, <laughs> he's got to insert his foot into his mouth with college football. Yeah. We'll get to that later. Plus, we will rank Trump's vice president options. Very interesting article on a slew of people. Men, female, white, black, minority, on down the list. We'll see who makes the most sense for the Trumpster. And Dana White with an epic pro-America rant that you have to hear later this morning. Plus, our buddy Harry Mays will stop by at 9.30. But let's get to the news. There's a lot of it. 6.05, and there was a lot developing yesterday in the city. And for that, we go to the great Dawn Stensland. And good morning. We are sponsored this morning in Kale & Company News Live on this Monday morning, December the 4th. We'll also tell you when a cool new change to the weather continues, by the way. But in the news this morning, I'll begin with this morning's happenings with homicide investigators on the scene in Philadelphia. This after they say a man was killed, a woman injured during a shooting inside a home that they were renovating in Philadelphia's West Oak Lane section. So it happened early this morning. Police officers say they were responding to 911 calls and reports of gunshot this morning, 7300 block of Summers Road in West Oak Lane. So this is not far from Washington Lane and West Cheltenham Avenue, which, if you know this area, normally a very quiet, you know, peaceful area, a lot of neighborhoods, of you know, neighbors and homes with kids and families, that sort of thing. So homicide investigators on scene, police say they're not sure exactly what happened, but they know that the shots were fired right inside the front window where they found most of those shell casings. So West Oak Lane, they're investigating that one. And I really don't have much more information from police or homicide investigators at this time. We have a lot of reaction, and many of you as well on Twitter, on X last night, talking about what happened outside a Philadelphia restaurant last night, or yesterday, I should say, over the weekend. Even Governor Josh Shapiro is responding to this as there were dozens of protesters who were pro-Palestinian protesters who were calling out the restaurant's name Goldie and were essentially tying the restaurant, which has absolutely nothing to do with IDF or Israel, but because it's Jewish-owned, there were all of these protesters outside waving flags, putting things on the doors. There were visitors from out of town who were actually tweeting this out and commenting on this. Mm-hmm. I don't have reports of arrest. I do know that Governor Josh Shapiro has personally tweeted out and said this was an act of anti-Semitism because they were shouting about genocide, calling out the owners. And the only connection here is that it's an American-owned restaurant by a very famous you know, Philadelphia chain ownership, that sort of thing. So the only connection is they're Jewish-owned. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You know, genocide is obviously death. In what other context would we be allowing this in the United States of America for protests? And again, you're right to protest, absolutely. But when you chant for death, in, to what other group of people would we not all be publicly outraged over? Whether it's African Americans or Spanish people or anybody of any religion or race or race. Yeah, for some reason, it's like, yeah. you know, there's there's just a select few of us out there that are willing to stand up for 
uh, speaking out against the death of an entire culture. For those of you who haven't seen it yet, if you go over to YouTube, youtube.com slash at 1210WPHT, we also have the audio. Uh, I'm going to play it right now. Phil, go. So, Very intimidating. It is. It I is. Mean, oh my lord. My god. I mean, imagine being those people in that restaurant. Well, they were protesting something else, and it ended up there, right, Dawn, or something like that. Like, yes. Like, it was like a day of protest or something like that. It was, but and so this is one of the Goldie restaurants. It's one of the restaurants owned by Philadelphia restaurants who are Michael Solomonov, and so he owns a group of restaurants. He's well known in Philadelphia. Um, the the Cook and Solo restaurants. And so I, th- I think that was what this caught the attention nationally of a lot of people as well. But Governor Josh Shapiro just came right out and said this this is an act of anti-Semitism. Absolutely. So even though they, yes, there were other things going on, they were targeting this restaurant because it's Jewish yeah. owned. Yeah. 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 And there's no other reason. And, and he, Shapiro, Jewish himself, he's got to be steamed up. I know he took the, uh, you know, the politically correct response on Twitter with his post, but like deep down inside, I mean, if that was me and I'm Josh Shapiro, I'm like, this is kind of r- ridiculous. Yeah, and and you know, to your point, I think that the fact that it happened to you know a celebrity, kind of a star chef who owns multiple restaurants across Philadelphia, in a way. That's, uh, I would say there's a silver lining to it because this is somebody famous who's well known mm-hmm. and well known in the community to political leaders. So they, you know, this is somebody who, by the way, did in fact have a fundraiser and maybe that's part of the reason they targeted, but just had a, a fundraiser in general for emergency aid, such as medical supplies for those in Gaza, not even saying if they're Jewish, if they're Palestinian, just mm-hmm. having a fundraiser and sending goods and, and medicine over yep. that's yep. the only tie that i could find right so uh so that's going on and it's i'll tell you you know it's disconcerting when you when you see it and it's our own philadelphia um so it's under investigation i don't have reports of arrests um, based on this restaurant but we'll we'll find out moving forward we did have it was uh did you know it was rocky balboa day oh uh, I, I must have missed out on that one Damn yeah it. can i hit the rewind button <laughs> I loved it. Sylvester Stallone was here, and there were many ga- hundreds gathered. We're told Museum of Art for the inaugural Rocky Day, so everybody was very <clears throat> excited. I would, I didn't go down. It was pouring rain, and that was yesterday. Yeah. All right, so we're going to pin the Eagles' loss on Balboa. Oh no, was he bad luck? I think so. I agree. Yeah. I too, too much national media attention. Like, Rocky yo, statue, the whole bit. Philadelphia. Yeah. So he was there. It's the they have a Rocky store now, and it's at the Philadelphia Art Museum. All right, let's get to uh, the elephant in the room, if we if we uh, may. Eagles. I know. So uh, San Francisco's Brock Purdy. He thinks he's all Purdy. He threw four touchdowns and touchdown passes. Forty Niners. Uh, yeah, they just beat up our birds. Forty two nineteen. Jalen Hurts going in the tent. Does he have a concussion? Is his knee even worse? Blah blah blah. Best the um, you know the best player I think is Dom 
not Dom Giordano, but <laughs> <laughs> the head of security. The head of security. Head of security. Big Dom. I, you know, though, Big what? Dom. I think at the end of the day, you're always willing to trade the head of security for the opposing team's linebacker. <laughs> I, I make that trade every day of the week. It's on, it's like the opposite of a Joe Biden trade. It actually one that benefits the Eagles, but didn't really result in a win. So, do we have just one highlight? We do. Yeah, yeah just so. one. Just one. We'll just move on from yes. We'll just throw the tape in the trash. The low light. You want to listen in? Let's listen in. They're at the Eagles 46. This time a screen goes to Debo Samuel. Whoa, whoa. He's off to the races. He's at the 20, 15, 10. Goodbye, Debo. <laughs> 46 yards. They're just too much. Yeah, he he really, uh, yeah. he backed up his uh, trash talking all week, didn't he? he? He did. And I know you made a couple of good points about 10 minutes ago. But, you know, this is a killer schedule. For them, I mean, mm-hmm. remember the Chiefs, the Bills, the Cowboys, the 49ers, they have the Cowboys and the Seahawks again coming up. So if you would have told me that they were only going to lose one game in this stretch, I would sign up for that all day, right? It was just the way we lost. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, that was the argument with Howie Long and Michael Strahan afterwards and Howie, and Howie went to school here in Villanova and I mm-hmm. think, you know, and his son obviously was an Eagle, so... I, I, I think we all appreciated that he was making our case, yep. saying we've had a tougher schedule and blah, 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 blah. But at the end of the day, it was just like, mm-hmm. it was the way we lost. It was, it, they just made us, you know what it looked like? It looked like Gavin Newsom playing <laughs> basketball with those children. Oh, the Chinese kids. Yes, remember? <laughs> it just was awful. That's a good comparison. So what, what do you like for the opening, uh, Nick, for, for the Eagles Dallas game on Sunday? I, uh, what do you know? Do you have a number? I don't. Okay. I don't. Uh, that game is going to be in Dallas. Yeah. In Dallas. I'll go Dallas minus, uh, three and a half. Wow. Yeah. The 49ers, by the way, have now wrecked the Cowboys and the Eagles. I know. Mm-hmm. They might be the best team in the conference at this very moment. Just saying. The Eagles needed that. Thank you very much. Yeah, they did. They did. To bring, to bring their fan base and themselves down to earth. Yep. Let's get it back to the Sixers. <laughs> Football's over <laughs> for now. And a lot going. You know, you're alum Temple. Mm-hmm. Last night we got we had a lot going on in college sports. I know, I know. Proud to be proud day to be an owl. So, although that Kurt Warner's kid's apparently transferring, so he's leaving the Temple football program. You know, I think that if you're in a high school or a college program, stay where you are. They all do this. Mm-hmm. You're not in the NFL. Stay in your school. Yeah, it's like radio now. Everybody just bounces around. Yeah. Leaves one place for another. But sure. They're basically kids. It's high school. It's high school or it's college. Stay where you are. That's my advice. I like it. I hate when they leave. The Dawn and Greg with big, strong sports takes this morning. <laughs> I know. And they said I was the sports guy. We have no voice. It's just a bummer. It's like a depressing. Everybody's just commiserating about this game. Yeah. It was painful. It was. You know what helps it when you're in pain? Wawa. Whatever hoagie you prefer, Wawa hoagies. I'm saying it the Delco way. Hoagies are made just for you. So now you can get your favorite classic hoagie just the way you like it for only $6. Got to have a Wawa. I don't know if you're going to like this forecast. It's uh, a bit brighter today. Obviously, yesterday, if you were out schlepping around getting your Christmas tree in the rain, maybe it wasn't that much fun, and then the Eagles. So today, a bit of sunshine, high of 52 degrees. Tonight, we dip down to 37, and tomorrow... 46 degrees, Wednesday 45, Thursday 43. So in other words, today 
and then up until Friday, we're in the mid-50s, Saturday, 58. You sense a pattern here. So this is the forecast where we start out warm, midweek we get cold, and then for the weekend we warm up again with a little bit of rain. So next weekend looks like we're going to be near 60 degrees, but in between here, especially tomorrow and through Thursday, we're in the low to mid-40s. Kale and Company News Live. All right, Dawn, thank you very much. 617 here on this Monday morning as we kick off another week with another Big Take. The Big Take on Kale and Company. All right, the big take this morning, the American censorship regime. You know, last week, many Republicans and many Americans were focused on stories like Hunter Biden officially agreeing to testify before House Republicans or how Dr. Anthony Fauci will take the stand in front of the GOP-controlled House or the debate between Ron DeSantis and Gavin Newsom. But lost in the shuffle was more details coming to light about the censorship industrial complex that continues to rage on here in the United States of America. You know, in this nation, it is your constitutionally protected First Amendment right to say whatever it is you would like without the government trying to suppress your speech. And to be blunt, we need more Americans to have a backbone and speak up. And don't worry about being canceled or labeled by the left. You should absolutely be curious, skeptical, and even doubt what the establishment tries to sell you on on a daily basis, especially in a day and age where the mainstream media is full of lapdogs and how journalists at once proud publications like the New York Times, Washington Post, Philadelphia Inquirer, and other outlets no longer challenge Washington on the issues of the day, rather falling in line and being a mouthpiece for the swamp. As Ronald Reagan once famously said, quote, The nine most terrifying words in the English language are, I'm from the government, and I'm here to help. I hope Education Secretary Miguel Cardona was just listening to me and taking notes. But Greg Gutfeld had a strong take on what advertisers are trying to do to Elon Musk for simply voicing his opinion on a platform, by the way, in which he owns. Listen and watch this. Musk may be the last man standing between real freedom of speech and the suffocating block of the censorship industrial complex, which is made up of government, media, and tech forces. He realizes that advertisers have no spine and can be easily cowed by special interest groups in cahoots with political allies. If you don't believe me, I got two words for you. Tucker Carlson. (laughs) Ooh, wow. Wow. Look at that. Yeah, huh? Gutfeld went there on Fox News with a guy that no longer works for Fox News. Now, granted, Elon Musk has FU money, but you don't get change in the country without entering the uncomfortable. Nobody said creating change or preventing this change from happening would be easy. But it's those trailblazers out there that say enough is enough, and I'm going to take a risk for something I shouldn't have to, but it's become necessary. For example, Riley Gaines. She's preaching common sense, but she's also rolled the dice at the expense of mainstream abandonment. And all in the name of what? Women's rights? Absolutely worth it. And she is taking a risk here, even though really she shouldn't have to. But there's more than just Elon Musk out there. There's Dana White. There's Tucker Carlson and others who have refused to bend the knee. Listen and watch this montage. And one of our big sponsors called and said, take that down. You know what I said? Oh, f- yourself. Yeah. F- you. Yeah. Don't ever f- call me and tell me who to vote for. Yeah. And if your recourse is, you're a bad person for not believing me, f- you. That's my response. Blackmailing with money? Go f- yourself. Oh, f- 
yourself. Is that clear? I hope it is. Crystal clear, Elon. Crystal clear. A lot of F-bombs in there, by the way. Last week, House Republican Jim Jordan from Ohio dropped the YouTube files, part one and two, to show Americans the next big social media platform that has been silencing and suppressing Americans' voices. Now, we know approximately one year after Matt Taibbi published the first edition of the Twitter files, followed by other journalists such as Michael Schellenberger, Barry Weiss, and Alex Berenson, Jordan released what YouTube owned by Google, had been up to. And we know Facebook was complicit in this as well, as subpoenas to big tech by the House Judiciary Committee revealed this past summer. The Biden White House wanted true information censored. Facebook changed its policies because of pressure from the Biden administration. Now, some of the details with YouTube are as follows. On April 12th, 2021, Rob Flaherty, Biden's director of digital strategy, emailed Google wanting to know how Google and YouTube could better crack down on vaccine misinformation and to discuss, quote, ways the White House and our COVID experts can partner in your product work. In part two of the YouTube files, to uh, appease the Biden White House, big tech gave in to the federal government's relentless pressure campaign to censor American speech, including true information. Big tech companies buckled under First Amendment pressure from the Biden White House to censor Americans' posts that included jokes, memes, and even opinions. Even those opinions that were proven factually correct, either at the time or in the very near future. But it gets worse, and it gets even far more petty and actually kind of scary. Timothy McComas, a random American who used social media, posted this meme on social media. Ten years from now on TV, you will be watching TV and hear, quote, did you or a loved one take a COVID-19 vaccine? You may be entitled to dot, dot, dot. We've all heard those ads on television throughout the day, right? Yeah, the Biden administration had that joke taken down on social media. This is no laughing matter, says the establishment. How dare you have fun on the Internet? We are paying big money to Big Pharma. Roll up the sleeve and shut up. These were the petty and frightening levels to which the Biden administration went to make sure that the conversation remained a one-way street, controlling the narrative. Trust the experts. Trust the science. And your First Amendment rights be damned. Censorship is actually a booming industry in America today. From the White House to the federal agencies to big tech, all in cahoots, all in an effort to control you. And it will remain that way if you stay silent on this. Yeah, there's Dana White. Yeah, there's Tucker Carlson. Yeah, there's Elon Musk. Two of those three, not even Republicans, not even conservative. And they have told you they won't tolerate it. And neither should you. But it will take more than just a handful of millionaires and billionaires. It will take strength in numbers. And if not, number one will continue to erode before our very eyes. Number one being the First Amendment, which is already only about 65% of what it used to be, if you think about it. And that's the big take. The big take on Kale and Company. All right, big take this morning. If you want to jump in, thoughts and reaction, you are certainly welcome to do so. 855-839-1210 is the phone number. At 1210WPHT on social media, or of course, you can go to YouTube. Just go to YouTube.com slash at 1210WPHT. Hit the like and subscribe button and be a part of the Kale & Company comment community. I guarantee you the Biden administration will not mess with you on our YouTube chat, although YouTube will probably flag us for 
basically playing a song they don't want us to. But I digress. We'll come back, get your thoughts and reaction to that, and also the fallout and reaction from last week's debate with Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis. Ratings are in. Newsom's wife ready to throw the towel in. And now it is the new thing. When you get beat, you just claim you were cheated. That is exactly what Gavin Newsom is doing Debate denialism becomes a thing next on Kale and Company. Stay right there. It's Kale and Company on demand from Talk Radio 1210 WPHT and the free Odyssey app. It is Kale and Company here on this Monday morning. Great to have all of you in. Nick, Dawn, and Greg here on Talk Radio 1210 WPHT. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us, of course, live on YouTube. 855-839-1210. Cut sheet will be absolutely loaded today. Uh, very interesting stuff last week. You know, we try to get through as many of the stories out there and all the content that matters to each and every one of you. But I did think it was kind of interesting that the YouTube files and a lot of these things have kind of lost some of their steam and their, uh, their, their salaciousness as we moved along. You know, the Twitter files, the first one was really juicy. And then the second and the third one comes out. And then the Facebook files. Now you have the YouTube files. And really the common theme here is the censorship of and I think the scariest part of all of it, yes, the suppression of free speech, but the fact that things that were factually true were taken down, things that were without a doubt fact that were flagged and taken down, that's the part where it's like, okay, they only want you to know certain things and other things be damned, and the pettiness, the the level of you know, you got a guy out there, some random dude named Tim, who is out there and he's saying, and he's basically mocking those commercials. Have you or a loved one taken so-and-so in the last 20 years? If so, you may be entitled to compensation. Stuff like that. Jokes like that. Getting basically the pressure from the Biden administration to big tech and then big tech coming after you. And I'm not sure the specifics of what happened to that, Tim. It's not like it was the Hillary Clinton meme where this guy got arrested and spent death time in jail. But I'm willing to bet his account was either temporarily suspended or permanently banned from the platform so uh very interesting on that front but i, I do want to get to the the gavin newsom stuff we mentioned this to start the show and we'll we'll delve into it now so the newsom camp is claiming that ron DeSantis and sean hannity at fox news both cheated in their debate last week uh, this is from Politico. Uh, they go on to say the following. The messy primetime event outside of Atlanta between Gavin Newsom and Ron DeSantis didn't end when the Fox News cameras stopped rolling. Newsom's team now says that DeSantis and Fox broke several rules, which is very a, a really interesting claim if you think about it, because I thought Hannity and Newsom were buddies. I thought they were tight, right? They were boys, that's all we heard is Gavin and Sean with the new bromance. I remember, Don, you were even joking about it mm-hmm. months ago when, when they started floating out this idea of a debate, and you talked about how these two kind of have, you know, some sort of little uh, little bromance going on here. Yeah, they they definitely hit it off. They <laughs> they hit it off. They did. They hit it off, those guys. <laughs> Over a nice bottle of Cabernet Sauvignon. If this is cheating, they should be embarrassed. Yeah. That it nobody honestly the the funniest line was that Trump won the night because yep. it wasn't really a great night for Sean Hannity. I mean, he looked they all looked good mm-hmm. as far as if I'm looking at appearance because this is if this is a beauty pageant, right? And we're gonna go well, 
you know, the, yeah, they they all looked good and quaffed and that that sort of thing. Once they all started talking, yep. it you're right, it was a hot mess. It really was. None of them looked great. Hannity did not retain control. That was not good. And then and then, you know, DeSantis and Newsom started talking over each other and bah, 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 almost like you I think you said last week the view. Mhm. And that was a good take because none of them looked really um, polished or professional, and they just started going back and forth and not really making their points. Yeah, it got it got pretty ugly pretty quick. And they go on to say here in Politico that Thursday's raucous debate is giving way to bitter disappointment with and outright hostility towards Fox News and its host from the California Democrats' camp. Before DeSantis could unveil his, quote, poop map, Governor Gavin Newsom teams uh, and their frustration with Sean Hannity and the crew centered on his promises to them that he would be a fair moderator, only to repeatedly sandbag the governor and give the entire affair a two-on-one dynamic as they saw it. That's the Newsom camp. Uh, Gavin Newsom's senior advisor, Sean Clegg, says, quote, the debate was rigged. And Newsom still won. So, like, now we clearly have debate deniers. Like, that. now we're denying the results of a mm. debate between two people that are really not even going to be the president of the United States in 2024. So is that is that what we do now as, as a society when we don't like the outcome of something? We, that, we claim the other side cheated. And I'm going <laughs> to bring up multiple things. I'm going to bring up I'm going to bring up what happened in the college football playoff this past weekend. Florida State feels like they got jobbed because they were 13 and 0. I saw Eagle fans yesterday crying on Twitter about the referees. The referee the referees didn't get you beat by 23 points. The 49ers kicked your face in. That's what happened. Stop denying everything. Take some accountability for your losses. Social so, so show responsibility for the fact that you didn't do well. So Gavin Newsom, so to, that to me, so we were talking about who won the debate, right? And I said I thought DeSantis absolutely mopped the floor with them. The fact that Newsom's camp is coming out saying that they cheated is their way of admitting they lost. Agreed. Agreed. That's the, yep. that's the big Agreed. takeaway from yep. all of this. Yep. They, they got beat. Yep. Now, I will say this, and this is just the cynical side of me. This is the conspiratorial nature that sometimes runs through my mind. Do you think, just possibly, and hear me out on this, who, who's in charge of Fox News, the New York Post, the Daily Mail? Who, who's the big, the big the head honcho? Rupert Murdoch. No, and, Lachlan. Well, R- right, Rupert stepped well, in. Well, Murdoch taking family. Over. Okay. Yeah, but who who were the Murdochs basically in bed with the last year in an effort to move on from Donald Trump? Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. Do you think it's possible that this was their last ditch effort? If if if, <laughs> if the if the Newsom camp is correct that this thing was quote rigged. Yeah. Do you think this was their last ditch effort to get DeSantis over with Republicans and get them, get him over the top? with some people that maybe he hasn't caught on to. It would be like Greg Stocker basically saying, you know what, for 15 months, Nick Kale just has not resonated with this audience. i got to do one last thing to try to make sure that this audience likes the guy. That's what it would be like, in my opinion. I'm just, I know I'm going out on a limb here, but the thought went through my head. Yeah, but I, I don't think he would have done it in against Newsom. I think he would have done it against some you know lesser Democrat. Or maybe some Republicans in, in, in another debate setting? Yeah, I, yeah, I don't. I don't think so. I think, to be honest with you, I think Hannity just looked at this as good TV. Okay. And I know originally I I had the conspiracy that this was all Hannity and Trump, you know, kind of yeah, you did scheming, yeah, scheming yeah. together. Um, but clearly that didn't. No. <laughs> I mean, it didn't. 
Yeah. But it it's, only, it's cool to think about, though. It it helped, uh, what's his name, to no one. You know what I mean? Like, like Ron yeah. DeSantis, it gained him nothing. Yeah. So I think it was a wasted effort by him. And, you know. Because if it doesn't show up in the next polls that he has closed the gap by even one percentage point on Donald Trump, which I don't think he will, you know. it's proof that this was nothing more than a glorified exhibition. Although the DeSantis camp coming out saying, quote, Gavin Newsom got beat so badly last night, his wife literally had to throw in the towel for him. It's amazing story. It was embarrassing. <laughs> uh, apparently, uh, Gavin Newsom's wife said, quote, d- during one of the breaks, we're done. During a commercial, <laughs> yeah, during a commercial before the extended portion of the debate, Newsom's wife, Jennifer Seibel, uh, entered the room and intervened to end the debate. That according to NBC News, citing multiple sources with the DeSantis campaign and another source that was unaffiliated with either side. Could you imagine, and I'm not trying to sound sexist here, Don, but could you imagine if you're a man and you're a husband in any endeavor... And your wife walks onto the platform and says, that's it, we're going home. That's not a good look. As a guy with a, a little bit of an ego. I think what are you saying there? Any man with an ounce of pride. <laughs> when your wife steps in and says, that's it, we're leaving. Like, you know, imagine getting into a little fight in the back alley and you're taking a few, a few jabs to the schnoz. And then your wife says, that's it, Bobby, we're going home. But he just punched me in the face. I got to swing back. That's what happened to Gavin Newsom last week. I think it's a fascinating story. Yeah, and the fact that she doesn't even say one of the kids is in the hospital. We need to leave now. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because right. that's in my enabling mind. That's Honey, my, like, wa- my water broke. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like something. Really? You're pregnant? Come up with something, right? <laughs> come up, you know, you, you usually would come up with some kind of an emergency to give them an out, an yeah. exit. But the fact that she just bursts in reportedly and says, we're done, we're mm-hmm. out of here. Wow. Yep, yep. So that's kind of the fallout from uh, what happened with Newsom and DeSantis, both on TV and behind uh, the cameras when the cameras were not rolling. Uh, also, we have the ratings results coming oh. in. And this is very interesting. Do mm. you do you have the numbers uh, that we predicted last week? I do, week? I do. Okay, do you want to go through them again? Well, let me just say this. I was way off. You were by, high, right? By, well, usually, yes. Um <laughs> <laughs> um, I would yeah, speaking of high um, I would say that uh, that I was way off I predicted 9 million that's what I thought you predicted 4.2 and Dawn predicted 7 okay now we have kind of conflicting numbers mm-hmm. here as uh, I guess the way they look at this and you would know better than me Greg because you uh, study ratings for a living um, so apparently the debate drew 4.75 million in its live version yep and then an additional 706,000 in a rebroadcast so they're combining those two numbers. I always love when these people combine numbers. Uh, 4.75 million plus 700,000 is 5.46 million people in total, but 4.75 live. Yeah, but is the rebroadcast, because it came on last night. Uh, is that the no, rebroadcast? No, the rebroadcast was ah, when, that doesn't count. when they I when they agree. did it later, no. later that evening. No, I'm so, not... You, you can't say the rebroadcast thing because well, it could be the same people. That's true. Well, well, no, it's mm. I, that's for the that's for the West Coast. You know oh. what I mean? So think about it. If okay. Nine o'clock on the East Coast is eight, seven, six o'clock on the West Coast. Most people are just getting home from work at six yep. o'clock. Yep. So okay. a lot of the West Coast watched it at 
whenever they rebroadcast it later that night, 11 right. o'clock or okay. whatever it was. So um, I, I, I think that we count both because you can't just discount how, okay. even though 706,000 is just abysmal. Mm-hmm. Like it's really abysmal for so you, the West Coast. If you combine the rebroadcast, that's right in between what Dawn and I had predicted. Well, who, who's closer then? I mean, I got to pull out the calculator here. <laughs> well, what was it off the top? Because I, I had said people would tune in. We don't have that in. kind of breakdown. We don't have that kind of breakdown. Yeah, I would like to see the breakdown of it because I, I usually off the top, it would be a higher number. And then it fades out. And then I would love to know, because they do minute by minute. They mm-hmm. know minute by minute. So I would love to know at what point people just said, eh, I'm done. Mm-hmm. And then tuned out. Yeah. For comparison's sakes, the most recent Republican primary debate that we all thought was awful and was a a total snooze drew 7.51 million viewers across NBC, their streaming and their digital. It's this just shows you that nobody gives a flying F about this debate. Honestly, it Mm -hmm. it was just like five million people. You can you can uh, grasp at straws here, say it's four million, it's five million, whatever. Mm hmm. It's still an abysmal number. So you think for, this was nothing more than an ego stroke for three people? What? I mean, yeah, Fox News is going to look at it like it's like it's a victory because Hannity usually gets two million uh, viewers. It doubled or maybe yeah, it doubled. It his was the debate. Numbers. Was the debate was Hannity's highest rated broadcast of the year? Great. So like, it's great for Fox News, yeah. but in the grand scheme of things, man, it's just that's a that's a bad number. Yeah. yeah. And in comparison to some of the Trump town halls, uh, it actually did better because you look at the last couple of town halls for Trump in July, his town hall with Hannity got 2.9 million total viewers, which was just about a little bit over half of what the uh, DeSantis-Newsom debate got. And also, it pales in comparison uh, to the Trump town hall with Caitlin Collins. If you look at the Trump town hall with Caitlin Collins, that was actually uh, higher rated than the DeSantis Newsom when you factor in streaming and everything else. And for what it's worth, the Trump town halls have kind of lost some steam. They've gone from 5.1 million to 4.4 to 4.2 to 3.8 to 3.5 to then 3.31 with uh, the Collins over on the three-letter network CNN. So. Uh, there's your ratings if you were wondering if it was worth your time. And then we got another one coming up this Wednesday night. Oh, God. The fourth I one. Forgot. Yes, Megan Kelly, News Nation. Oh, we just, yeah, we just aired a spot for it, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be Wednesday night, 8 o'clock on News Nation. Uh, the, I believe the top five Republican primary challengers not named Donald Trump. And I think they're doing it from somewhere in the state of Alabama. Yeah, so they are. We'll yeah. see about that. That's what, what night? 8 o'clock Wednesday on uh. News Nation. I've never turned News Nation on in my life. I'm gonna have to pull out the TV guide and figure out where the hell it is. I've heard that they're they're also partnering with a CW. I could be wrong. Oh, they'll pick that. up an extra ten thousand viewers there. <laughs> Can you imagine? The CW. Oh Are they gonna preempt Seventh Heaven? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where News Nation is the one Cuomo's on with okay, yeah. and Ashley Banfield. Yep. And they're the one, I always get them, they try, I think they tried to trick everybody and, and people would think they were Newsmax at first. <laughs> they try to play off that name. Yeah. Because a couple of times I turn them like, oh, is this Newsmax? And then I'm like, oh wait, no, this nope, is not this Newsmax. Is not, <laughs> nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, basically the way it goes is you've got MSNBC, CNN, and News Nation on the left. And then you've got Fox, you've got Newsmax, and OAN essentially on the right. I think OAN might be the lowest rated of all six 
They've got about 13 total viewers, <laughs> but that's neither here nor there. I'm just reporting the facts. That's all I do. Well, part of it is it's uh, who has cable access, I know. right? I know. It, OA, like a, a lot of cable companies and Comcast don't carry some of these. Right. For one reason or another. And it's like the other thing, too, when you see some of these. Like, there's just way too many channels there are. on TV. Yep. There's channels that I go through by sometimes when I'm just scrolling and I'm bored. And I'm like, I've never heard of that channel before. <laughs> it's unbelievable. I don't no wonder why TV's dying. It's over. It's it's oversaturated. It, it is. And then you can't remember. Like, where was that yeah. thing? And you got, got yeah. all the apps up on the TV. And yeah. and you don't remember the numbers anymore. Like, nobody right? nobody remembers what number the channel is anymore. <laughs> my, my, my girls have no idea what 3, 6, 10, and 29 means. No. I'm I'm just I'm shocked that you still have you know old school cable. I know you know what I mean. Well, I, I have a satellite provider, but it's basically the same. Yeah, it's I mean yeah. You I'll go, go st- I'll go streaming eventually. I will. The day's coming. <laughs> well, now there are because it's, <laughs> it's going to jump into 2010. Yeah, but you'll save a lot of money allegedly. And that's no, why. You won't. That's why we got. No, you won't. I know. That's what everybody. <laughs> no, you won't. So we went to YouTube TV. We still have all the other. I don't even know where it all. But anyway. Yeah. It, it's now apparently there are other services coming out yep. to compete with YouTube TV because everybody went to that. Gotcha. Well, especially because they have the NFL ticket now. Right. Yeah. NFL yeah. Sunday ticket. It's like, how do you want it? Do you want one $90 bill or do you want seven $12 bills? It all adds up to the same thing at the end of the day. If you don't, if you cut the cord and then pick up eight streaming services, it's kind of yeah. like the same thing, right? No, YouTube TV, I mean, you can get a, a, a generic package that's maybe 60 bucks or something like that. But, really? But, but, but if you want... HBO, red Zone. Showtime, Red, all, all that H- stuff. It's an extra you know, Showtime. Yeah, it's all. I pay more through YouTube TV <laughs> than I than I paid for cable. Yeah, damn, then you have, damn capitalists. Then you have teenagers. They're like, who downloaded this? Yeah, yeah, this exactly. Movie yep. Or this blah blah blah. You know. Yep. All oh right, coming up next. Um, is it possible that John Fetterman has seen the light? No. We, <laughs> we will give you the tape and the story that goes with it as we continue. Nick, Dawn, and Greg, Kale and Company, Talk Radio 1210, WPHT. You've heard us talk about our Piazza Hondas, and for my family, what a great experience we had with my son Michael, teenager, driving away from Piazza Honda, driving out of there with that gorgeous new Honda Civic. With that look of pride on his face, it was such a great experience. The knowledgeable sales team they showed us all the features, and then of course took it for a road test, test drive. Uh, we were all we were just so impressed, and we left the dealership with the specific model, the very color Michael wanted. The experience was seamless, start to finish. And when I say everything Michael wanted. Believe me, it, everything was way beyond his expectation. They spent so much time with us. And treated us like family. And yeah, the Piazza family started out as a family business more than half a century ago with the family's patriarch right in our area. Just great people and great to do business with the Piazzas. If you're considering a new or maybe a pre-owned Honda, just visit Piazza Honda in Philadelphia, Springfield, Langhorn, Pottstown, or Reading. You can shop online right now at piazzahonda.com. There are some incredible year-end deals. So now my stepson, Jonathan, we're headed over there this week because Jonathan needs a new car. Larry tried to divert a deer. Haven't even told you guys about that story. His car's totaled, and I still want to get my minivan traded in. So, yeah, Piazza Honda, they've got the Mentees coming in full force. I'm telling you, there are some incredible deals, and for trade-ins, whatever you need, P-I-A-Z-Z-A, PiazzaHonda.com. Make sure you tell them Dawn sent you. 
This is the Kale and Company Podcast from Talk Radio 1210 WPHD and on the free Odyssey app. Talk Radio 1210 WPHD. Get us on the free Odyssey app. Watch us live on YouTube. Just under an hour away from a Monday edition of What's on the Cut Sheet. After all of the Talking Head Sunday shows, always a good edition of the cut sheet coming out of a weekend. Also still ahead this morning, a uh, very interesting breakdown, uh, ranking the top vice president options for Donald Trump. We will get into that. Also, politicians in Florida sticking their nose in sports. We'll get to that story. Dana White had an epic rant on today's generation being anti-American. We will get to that. Uh, and then also... Some issues for the Biden administration as swing state Muslims are vowing to ditch Joe. We'll get to that story. And GOP senators urging Joe Biden to put severe restrictions on travel from China with this pneumonia issue that has been going around, not only in China, but it's made its way to the United States, as we've seen uh, cases in Ohio and Massachusetts. So some very interesting stuff with that. And also, remember our lady last week, I think it was early in the week, who was on the Georgia beach? Yes. Oh, horrible story. We're going to have an update coming yeah, up later. Yeah, don't spoil it's awful. it. Oof. No, very, very sad story. Uh, so we will get to that. But in what could be maybe a changing of the guard, maybe, you know, everybody's entitled the, the, the right to change their views as they, they go about their life. Some of us just kind of see the light. Others maybe have a stroke and then come back with a different political view. Uh, and maybe John Fetterman is that guy. The headline from the Babylon Bee to a real story uh, is as follows. Weird. Man becomes more conservative as he regains brain function, says the Babylon Bee. And that is in regard to what we're about to play for you right now, because we know there's a lot of uh, conversation going on about George Santos and being expelled from Congress. Of course, we've got many Democrats on the left that have done things like pull fire alarms, sleep with Chinese spies, things of that nature, yet they remain in power. Uh, but George Santos uh, is out, and John Fetterman is sitting back and saying, well, wait a minute, I'm not really sure I understand this. Let's take a listen to John Fetterman as he continues this trend of talking like a Republican. Listen to this. Well, it's like, uh, I'm not surprised, but, but to me, I think the, the more important picture is, is that we have a colleague in the Senate that actually did much more sinister and, and serious kinds of things. Uh, Senator Menendez, uh, he needs to go. Um, and if you are going to expel Santos, how can you allow to somebody like Menendez to remain in the Senate? And, you know, Santos's kind of lies were almost, you know, funny and like, you know, he, you know, landed on the moon and that kind of stuff. Uh, whereas, whereas, you know, I, you know, I think, you know, Menendez, I think, is really a senator for Egypt, you know, not New Jersey. Uh, wow. So I, 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 I really wow. think he needs to go. And uh, especially it's kind of strange that if Santos uh, is not allowed to remain in the House, you know, someone like that. Yeah. Are you, though, uncomfortable with the fact that there hasn't been an adjudication, that while he's been charged, there hasn't been a conviction? Menendez. With Menendez. Uh, I, 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 am. I, I am. And it's like he has the right uh, to, for his, his day in court and all that. But he doesn't have the right to, to have those kind of votes and things that uh, yeah. th that's, not, that's not a right. And, and I think uh, we need to make that kind of decision to uh, send him out. 
So how about that? Well, I mean, we we know that you know Fetterman has been very vocal about Bob Menendez mm-hmm. and getting rid of Gold Bar Bob, but uh, uh, he kind of said what a lot of Republicans well, are saying. Well, let me just say this: I I kind of disagree with what he's saying. Not that I think that. Uh, not that I don't think Menendez is corrupt, because in my opinion... He's the he senator is. for Egypt. He is. <laughs> However, he has not been... Like, like they need to like do a trial, whatever they need to do, before they expel anybody. That was my problem with George Santos, yeah. was that he didn't get... Like, they just expelled him before... Now, was he guilty? Probably. Mm-hmm. But, but like, he didn't have his day in, quote-unquote, court. Right. So, like, what are we... You can't just... People can't just be accused of something and then you throw them out. Yeah, you have to prove you that You have you're... to prove it. Exactly. So, like, I, I kind of disagree with Fetterman there, and okay. I disagreed with what they did with Santos. Prove it, and then expel them. Right. It's just interesting when you think about it. If you're if you were if we're counting sins, you know, you've got George Santos, who's just basically a fraud, a liar, and everything about him is fabricated. Swalwell sleeps with a Chinese spy. Schiff lied for four years about Russia. Menendez has gold bars from Egypt, and our boy Bowman is yanking fire alarms. But then again, two-tier system, right? So, Well, but I, the different I mean, the, the biggest thing about this is Menendez, they took him all. I don't, I don't think you should be a committee chair. Of course, yes. Right? right. That's because a good point. Good point. if you allegedly have been doing something that allegedly could, you know, compromise national security, so they were right to take him off of the committee meeting. But I think Fetterman in our upside down world, why should we be surprised that the guy who suffered, you know, obviously suffered a devastating stroke, mm. who thank goodness he's doing much better. He clearly is doing much better. He sounds better. Though. But in our upside down land, of course, yeah. the guy who everybody said, you know, couldn't speak and all they had all these issues is the guy is the Democrat mm-hmm. making the most sense. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Go figure. It's upside down land. <laughs> it really is. 855-839-1210. Dawn will have some news to kick off hour number two. Uh, and then we will get to the legislators and some of the lawmakers from Florida, including former Philadelphia Eagle, now turned politician Corey Simon and Ron DeSantis, sticking their nose in the world of sports. I'm consistent with this. I don't want my sports commentators getting political. I don't want my politicians delving into sports. Separation of church and state. I believe in that. We'll get to that as we kick off hour two next on Kale and Company. But first, we got to talk about what a crock and their delicious ready-made meals before you've heard me talk about this. So if you're a busy parent like me or you're just darn busy, period, and you could use some easy meals, you are going to love what a crock. So I put the meal in my slow cooker in the morning, run around all day. When we come home, dinner is waiting. What a relief. Unlike most meal kit companies, that's not what this is. There is zero prep required, no prep at all. And the cleanup, by the way, is a breeze. It's literally as simple as dropping the meal into your slow cooker and boom, dinner is handled. I love it. Whatacrock.com It has a huge menu of more than 50 meals you can try from the classics, like, you know, the old-fashioned pot roast, which is delicious, and the chicken Alfredo, to some of the new favorites, favorites like the stuffed chicken parm meatballs and honey garlic chicken with all those veggies, so hearty and healthy and delicious. No subscription, no commitment is required to order, so you can just, you know, order exactly what you need, what you want. And whenever you want it, I like that option too. Make sure you use promo code WPHT at checkout. You're going to get $10 off 
whatacrock.com. So it's code WPHT, 10 bucks off. If you've tried What A Crock before, you already know how much of a lifesaver their dinners really are. Order now, whatacrock.com. Start your day with Kale and Company. Weekday mornings, 6 till 10. On Talk Radio 1210, WPHT, and the free Odyssey app.